Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The following is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Z-Tam down by the seaside. Beckham Z-Tam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron, Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on. Down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Melmar looking for the line. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity Keystone Velocity and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the wire fire your guns. Here he comes, foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official. Podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing, Post Time with Mike and Mike, with co-hosts Mike Carter. And it's bus 936, and bus 936 on the wings of an angel. And Mike Bozich. Outside heaven rocks, but the clock's running out. Filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry. Going and going. That dial. You've got another action-packed rendition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the Stage Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joined alongside of Mike Bozich, and Mike, we're coming off the heels of a fantastic weekend out at Woodbine Mohawk Park. You're asleep. <laughs> you know why? Why? What just happened different in the last two minutes? I don't know what. We played last year's Open. Oh, I was wondering what the heck that was. I was wondering why we were hearing Joey Joey Z. <laughs> we played last year's Open. You know what I realized about Blog Talk Radio? Not that any of our listeners really give a darn, but you know when you uh, log on to it from a different device, like I got a new iPad, and when you log on to it to a different device for some reason and you try to get into the studio, it gives you like every clip you've ever had. Oh, yeah. It's a pain. So, I and I try to delete like most of them, but I must not have deleted the last year's open. But you know what? It's not bad to go down memory road every now and again. Yeah, not too bad. I was one, like I said, I was wondering why I was hearing Joey uh, Joey Z there for a bit. I was like, what is going on? I don't remember foiled again racing last year at uh, at Batavia. Anyway, listen. Enough of our uh, production issues. You're right. What a great great Saturday. 
Uh, it was at the Woodbine Mohawk Park. Captain Crunch put on a show. Shartin put on a show. Treacherous Rain put on a show. I mean, it was just a great card, top to bottom. And I know you guys had a lot of fun out there. And uh, it was the debut of our newest member of our broadcast team, Ashley Mayhew. And I thought, Mike, that she did an outstanding job along with Ace and Garnet and the whole crew. Yeah, she did. She did a fantastic job uh, with Ace and Garnet and the guys. Ace was staying super busy trying to track us down some interviews. And uh, it was a lot of fun despite the rain. Uh, we were in the paddock area at Woodbine Mohawk Park. And, you know, we picked a few winners. We had a good time and uh, we're ready for our next one. Yeah, we certainly are. We've got a good show on tap for you today. One of the participants in the Pepsi North America Cup, uh, somebody, it actually, he had the longest shot of the race. He had the longest shot of his elimination when he finished fifth when, uh, and I was work on, uh, in working on a mysteries division. And then he had the longest shot in the actual Pepsi North America Cup. Tony Shadel will be joining us. And uh, Mike, you know, he had to be thrilled with the way his horse raced. I mean, here's a guy that's pretty much based in Pennsylvania, kind of you know sticking around the fair circuit racing uh, some stakes horses uh pennsylvania uh sire uh, sire stakes and stallion series horses doesn't really make it out of pennsylvania all too often and here he took a shot at the pepsi north america cup mike and he got a good chunk of change with uh, a flame hanover finished fourth so you know he along with his wife linda shade will have to be uh, super super excited yeah, for sure, and they have good reason to be. They were fourth in the Pepsi North America Cup, and they actually enter the Hemp off of a very game performance. He was 99-1, to Mike. It's pretty impressive for 99-1 to shot to even finish fourth, but uh, good to hear you know, a, a story of some of those smaller guys getting one of these big-name horses and getting them to the races. That's right, and uh, you know he finished second to Captain Crunch here in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes race uh, about uh, a couple of starts before the uh, actual Pepsi North America Cup. So, uh, listen, he's got a pretty nice three-year-old, and we're going to talk to Tony about that. Plus, uh, Marcus Melander, you know, he might, he's might he got a couple of uh, pretty decent horses in his own right, Mike, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he's got a, got a few decent horses. we got to find out where Jim Panzee is, though, man. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, he's got a three-headed monster. And, you know, I was thinking on the way here of Tactus' three-headed monster from a couple of years ago, and it was uh, it was Trixton. Father Patrick and who was the third? It's it's escaping me right now. Nuncio. Nuncio, that's right. Yeah. Nuncio, who is now racing overseas. That's right. So this could be the new version of the three-headed monster, of course, talking about Jim Panzee, Green Shoe, and Green Mandalishi. I mean, all three top Hamiltonian contenders, especially Green Shoe, who has uh, just been trotting lights out. We're going to talk to Marcus about that. Plus, our man, Mike, Rick Moore, is going to be joining us. What a big day of racing Saturday is. Not only do we have all the good uh, going-ons, the eliminations of the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono for the a big day coming up next Saturday, but... What about the $35,000 handicapping challenge? Uh, and I'll tell you what, this is the, the, the format of this thing, the way this thing is going to be handled, Mike. This is uh, kind of the first of its kind with all four Harris racetracks, uh, you know, contributing a couple of races to this. This is going to be quite interesting. Yeah, it's going to be different, that's for sure. You'll have to kind of explain to us uh, how it works. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how it all kind of plays out between the four racetracks. And I believe it's three races from each track correct me if i'm wrong it's uh i believe it is i was going over the rules before but i believe well actually no it's it's 20 designated races and you have to choose 12 out of the 20 wow. but i believe that you have to pick a certain amount 
of rate uh, of uh, 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 at each track. track. So in other words, you just can't stick to like two tracks. I think you do have to like you know make sure that you know you wager on all four different tracks. And of course, this is kind of quite different because now you're talking about thoroughbred the harness. You're talking about Harris Louisiana thoroughbred, uh, Indiana Grand, which is thoroughbred, and then of course Harris Hoosier and Harris Philly, which is harness. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's kind of interesting because. You know, we know there's a lot of really good thoroughbred handicappers out there. We know there's a oh, lot yeah. of really good harness handicappers out there. But, you know, mixing the two, and we know from handicapping both of them, Mike, that you really have to take a different approach to when you're reading a thoroughbred program versus reading a harness program. And, uh, you know, they're kind of similar, but not really. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know. You, we know from we we know from our handicapping styles at least we handicap thoroughbred and harness completely different ways. There's different pace scenarios, different speed type figures, different biases. Uh, there's mm-hmm. just so many different things. Absolutely. Plus, Montreal Teague is going to be joining us. We're going to talk a little Goldberg plus Lather Up, uh, and uh, they're both uh, entered in the eliminations uh, at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono coming up on Saturday. Plus, uh, he's going to maybe talk a little bit w- about Wiggle and Jiggle it, huh? Yeah, no. yeah, maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll have to get him to talk a little bit. All right. We'll see what can happen. We'll have to turn the lights on him real bright. See if we can get him to talk. Maybe have some like waterboarding uh, <laughs> effects in the background or something. But anyway, Montreal Teague's going to be joining us as well. So we got a jam packed show. Tony Shadle is at the on deck circle. We've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA, and it kicks off next. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by Todd Shadle. Todd, how are we doing this Tony, morning? Tony, Tony, Tony Shadle, sir. Why Tony. Do I, oh, my God. Why do I do that? <laughs> Tony Shadle. Sorry, Tony. Yep. Well, Tony, it let's talk. Say that again? 
It happens all the time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Tony, let's talk a little A-Flame Hanover. You have to be impressed with uh, your three-year-old pacer that has been racing phenomenally well and uh, pretty was pretty much dismissed in the Pepsi North America Cup, but, boy, did he fight on strongly. Yeah, he, every time I put him on the track, I think he gives me a better effort than the time before, and I'm, I'm baffled by it. He just He's a nice horse and wants to give 110% every Every race. Tony, Mike Bozich here. And, uh, you know, uh, of course, I call the races here at Harris, Philadelphia. And I've uh, seen you and your brother Todd on the track here numerous times. And, uh, uh, you know, you guys always get a lot of awards uh, for the fair circuits here in Pennsylvania. But, you know, this horse is quite different. And I know that, you know, you guys like to stick around here in Pennsylvania uh, read the article that Ray Catolo did uh, when he interviewed Linda talking about, uh, you know, the advantages kind of of staying local, staying in Pennsylvania with raising a family and so forth. But here you've got a horse, and we saw this horse three starts back race here in the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes, finished second to Captain Crunch, who went on to win the Pepsi North America Cup. When you finish second uh, here in that Pennsylvania Sire Stakes race, is that what kind of you know, put you over the edge to, to kind of say, okay, we're going to give this thing a shot and go up north, or was that kind of in the plans all along? It was kind of in the plans all along, as long as he kept on proving to me that he deserved the shot. And, I mean, as long as he kept racing good every week, I was going to give him a try because you don't get – I don't get them type of horses to compete at that level pretty much ever. So it's like I had one that I think was compatible, and I think he deserved the shot. So, I mean, that really did clinch it, but uh, it was in the plans. Now, Tony, talk to us a little bit about the Hemp coming up this weekend. You have the Hemp eliminations, and some of the bigger names from the Pepsi North America Cup did decided not to go. What do you make of his chances coming into the weekend? At this point, I like him, but just because them horses ain't in there don't mean there ain't a lot of nice horses still in the Hemp. Uh, it's, I, I like a shot in there, but it all depends on the racing luck. Visiting with Tony Shadle, uh, Tony and uh, his wife Linda, uh, with a flame Hanover, who was the uh, fourth place finisher in the Pepsi North America Cup. Tony, let's talk about uh, uh, you know something that you did that I thought was was pretty classy, and uh, you know that was kind of turning the reins over to Andy McCarthy. And listen, you're a good driver in your own right. You and Todd, you've you've won a lot of races between the two of you, but you decided to turn the races over to Andy McCarthy. What kind of went into that decision? Uh, It's just when you get in the racing them stake races, I know all the guys in that racing them, but and going for that kind of money, you don't get favors, but they race against each other every week in them stake races and they know what the other guy's got to do better than what I would do and I just thought it was time to turn him over I think anybody can drive this horse and Andy has done he listens to me and uh, he's done everything I've asked him to do with him so far and uh, I just think it's better to have a top driver on these things for the top races. 
Once again, visiting with Tony Shadel. Tony, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about yourself. And uh, for those people that don't know who Tony Shadel is, tell us a little bit about your career, how you got started in the sport of harness racing. Uh, I actually, uh, I start with working with my brother and I always have one or two of my, myself and my dad got my brother into the business and we, uh, just kind of build up from a couple horses all the way up to what we got now, both of us. Uh, when I got with my wife, we kind of split off from my brother and uh, I always had a stable like three or four of my own, but when she came up here and was living up here, I uh, got more horses and we just concentrated on our own stable. Always dealt with, not always, but dealt with a lot of claimers and stuff like that. And I don't know, it seems like for us, we kind of changed gears of whether we're doing claimers or babies or pacers or trotters depending on what's getting in what horses are needed and stuff like that where we can make money yeah and that's uh obviously with the advent of slots in the pennsylvania that had to be a huge uh shot in the arm for you guys well listen tony we certainly appreciate you joining us best of luck to you coming up on saturday and uh, as the year progresses uh, for flame hanover my friend well, i appreciate it thank you all right, that was Tony Shadle. And, Mike, it's good to have, you know, those guys on the air. Certainly, you know, uh, they're, in my opinion, they're kind of like the lifeblood of the sport. People like Tony Shadle that, uh, you know, that that race at the fairs, kind of race locally, supply a lot, you know, to the overnight competition and the overnight horse supply. And it's good to see people like Tony every once in a while get a horse that could dance the big dance. Especially when you know their name. <laughs> listen, listen i listen i know tony and i guarantee you he's been confused for worse <laughs> well, well well listen that that's no different than me setting up the show for 15 minutes instead of two hours but i completely well, agree with completely agree with you mike when you say that some of these not lower level train but the mom and pop but, you know stables are the lifeblood and the americana of this sport yeah right and, I, and how many times have i called jessica jenna right jennifer Nah, well, I think it. I think it's your sister Jenna's birthday. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, happy birthday, Jenna. Yeah, yeah. And uh, real quick, while well, we got it, and, and we're waiting on Rick Moore. He's going to be calling us here in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about this Caesar's handicapping challenge coming up on Saturday. But uh, our prayers certainly out to uh, Jackie and Gracia, Mike. Uh, she suffered a training accident. Uh, I believe she's still in the hospital. I think she's slated to go home either today or tomorrow. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you want to talk about somebody that's tough, and she primarily drives here at Harris, Philadelphia. And I'll tell you what, she can hang right with, you know, the likes of Tim Tietrich, Idiotic, Shingron, Andy McCarthy, and oh, these yeah. guys. Uh, she's a very, very good driver. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to see her and, and get back on her feet. And uh, you know she will, because I'll tell you what, she is tough as nails. Yeah, for sure, and uh, she's ready to make a comeback, she says, and uh, it's really impressive to see that, you know, a training accident like this didn't completely put her out of the game, and uh, we're wishing her speedy recovery and uh, looking forward to when she comes back.
Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what, it's something about Jackie and Grassi. Whatever the doctors say her time return is, you could uh, probably knock about, about a half too. off that because, she, yeah, she'll be back in the, half that time. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Caesars Handicapping Challenge coming up. $35,000 is on the line. You can win a top prize of $20,000, including, how about this, Mike, a seat at the NTRA's National Horse Players Championship with the shot at a million dollars. This is a I'll really, really – yeah, this is a this is a big deal, and it's different. It's unique, and hats off to the people that put it together. And of course, one of the the big people that had a hand in putting this together is going to be joining us next. He is our guy Rick Moore, and he'll be joining us right after this on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 55. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown Champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown Champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Better Baron and Mike Bozich. Now flying solo is Mike Carter head to head to one of his uh, important USTA meetings. They had to vacate the USTA studios, but the show rolls on and we've got some great guests coming up. Rick Moore is going to be joining us here in just about 10 seconds or so as we're going to talk about the Caesars Handicapping Challenge coming up on Saturday, plus Marcus Melander, Montrell Teague, and much, much more left on this edition. But first, let's bring in Hoosier Park's very own Rick Moore. Rick, how are you, my friend? Good, Mike. How are you this morning? Big doings coming up on Saturday. This is something I'm looking so forward to about the only thing that I'm really disappointed at is I can't participate in it, of course, being an employee <laughs> of uh, Caesars. But I will tell you what, this this thing is uh, what a unique, unique idea, taking all of the Harris racetracks, four of them, two thoroughbreds, two harness, taking races from each of the four racetracks, and making a nice little tournament out of this with some good money on the line, Rick. This is a big thing coming up on Saturday. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, we're really excited. We've been working on this actually since last December. We were uh, challenged by my boss, uh, our senior vice president, uh, Trent McIntosh, to come up with a handicapping contest uh, among the Caesars tracks. And what we did is just what you said, Mike. We've got all four tracks, uh, Harris, Louisiana Downs, Harris, Philly, Indiana Grand and Harris Hoosier Park participating in a handicapping contest. It's going to consist of 20 races, five from each track, 
the players will have to wager on 12 of those, mandatory 12 races, which means you could wager uh, all thoroughbred or all harness, but you're still going to have to bet on uh, the other breed uh, in, in at least one race at each track. So we think that makes it unique. We think it, it, we make, uh, it makes it fun. It's a good, uh, a good uh, first prize, uh, $35,000. You know, twenty thousand to the winner, ten thousand the second. We're going to pay all the way back to tenth place. So uh, we're excited about it. We think it's going to be fun. Yeah, and the questions that I've been getting, and, and this is kind of cool because uh, you have to be at a Harris property to actually take part in this, correct? That is correct. It's the four race tracks. We have three OTBs here in Indiana and the Louisiana Downs. Harris, Louisiana Downs are the an OTB uh, down in, in their neck of the woods. So it's going to be a total of eight properties participating, but you have to be at uh, one of these Harris properties to participate. Okay. Now 12 out of the 20 races uh, designated to handicap. So you have to play a minimum of 12 out of the 20. And you, you got to like play you, 12. You have to play 12. You have to play 12. You can't play right, any yeah. more. You can't play any less. You got to play 12. Right. Right, you have to right, right. You have to play twelve, and like you say, that kind of tests the handicapping acumen. Because listen, if you're just a thoroughbred player, or if you're just a harness player, at least for a couple of those races, you kind of have to go outside your comfort zone, and that makes it kind of interesting. Well, that's why we thought it was such a unique contest. I don't, I don't know that anyone's ever done that a crossbreed uh, contest. I could be wrong, but uh, I think that's what makes it interesting that uh, there are a couple of races you're going to have to play, whether it's in your comfort zone or not. It's a $150 entry fee uh, to the challenge. That does include food, light beverages, live racing programs, contest seating, and so forth. Uh, the date is Saturday, June 22nd, and the time is 4.15 to 8.30. Um, and so all so all four of those tracks basically will be will be racing uh, kind of in that period. We'll have live racing going on during that period, right? Yeah, that's why we we kind of scheduled our races so that they're all fit. So we didn't want it to be an all day and all night affair. We've got it scheduled, so it's about just around four four hours and fifteen minutes, uh, and there's fit in that time frame. We got all of our races coordinated during that time period. I would uh, add one other thing: uh, if you are a member of the NHC Tour, the National Handicapping uh, mm-hmm. uh, Contest Tour, or if you want to be to be eligible, uh, we're going to buy a seat for the NHC, the, the the grand finale. I think it's in February. Right. Uh, and uh, if you win our if you win our tournament and go on to win the NHC tournament, you're also going to win one million dollars. Wow, that is. I'm really disappointed. I can't play this thing. This is this is a very very cool concept. Uh, tell us, uh, tell the listeners. Listen, if if they're sold, if they want to participate in this thing, tell them how they can go about doing so. You can you can uh, register. There's a number to call. Uh, get on the uh, any of our websites, either Hoosier Park or uh, Louisiana Downs, Harris Philly, Indiana Grand. There's a number for you to uh, register. If you don't even want to do that, just show up Saturday uh, before the contest starts. Uh, we got the check-in period from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, get here before the contest starts and get registered, and you'll be ready to go.
Okay, but you're going to have to do it quickly because you're limited to 400. You're certainly not going to want to get shut out. It's limited to 400 total entries. So so do what you can right now to get your scene, get involved. Uh, you know, you do not want to get shut out of this thing because it's certainly fantastic. Rick, before we let you go, let's talk a little bit about Hoosier Park. Let's talk about Harris, Hoosier Park, the meet, how it's going so far, what we've got to look forward to uh, meet-wise and uh, maybe stakes racing-wise. Yeah, you know, we're just getting uh, getting heated up, and uh, I'll tell you, a two-year-old season has just begun the last uh, couple nights, and uh, we had 16 qualifiers yesterday, primarily of two-year-olds, so it's it's two-year-old season. The, the hopes are high for many of the horsemen. We've got our uh, sire stakes, Indiana sire stakes, that have started. Of course, we've got our big race, uh, our Dan Patch stakes on Friday, August 9th, and our Caesars Trotting Classic on uh, Friday, September 20th. So we really backload our stake schedule here at Hoosier Park, and it really begins, we kind of call it, kind of like Gulfstream does, we call it our championship uh, meet, starting with the Dan Patch on August 9th. And basically after that, there's stakes races every weekend. And that's fantastic, and it's good to see the Indiana Racing Program just continue to improve, continue to get bigger, better, and stronger. And over the last couple of years, I mean, Rick, we've seen all the Indiana breads just really make a big impact, not only in the state of Indiana, but, of course, nationwide and worldwide in a lot of situations. Yeah, it's really been gratifying. You know, with the, we've got some great young sires here in Indiana, and the horsemen have gone out and just continue to buy uh, better uh, better mares, brood mares, and it's really translated into horses that can compete anywhere, and they and they certainly have. All right, Rick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, get involved in this $35,000 Caesars Handicapping Challenge. It's an unbelievable tournament. It's unique. It's different. And most importantly, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, listen, it could be very lucrative as well rick we certainly appreciate you joining us buddy and uh we'll be uh we'll be talking to you saturday at some point i'm sure mike thanks for your time this morning all right that was rick moore the racing gm at uh, harris hoosier park wow what a what a, a thing coming up on saturday this is so unique the thirty-five thousand dollar handicapping challenge we should mention that it's sponsored by john deere and cow pokes uh they've done a great job sponsoring the event um you have to be in one of the Harris facilities uh, to to attend to uh, get in the tournament, and there are seven of them: Harris, Louisiana Downs, uh, Harris, Louisiana Downs OTB located in Mounds, Indiana Grand Racing and Casino, Winter Circle OTB Clarksville, the Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, uh, Winter Circle Pub Grill at OTB in Indianapolis, the Winter Circle OTB at New Haven, of course, right here at Harris, Philadelphia, and. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic event. I mean, how about that? First place, $20,000 and a seat to the NTRA's $3 million estimated National Horse Players Championship in February of 2020. And here's the kicker, like Rick mentioned, an additional $1 million cash prize if you can take both. That's unprecedented. That's unprecedented. This is a really good tournament, and you could get involved for only $150, limit two entries per person. And like I say, it's limited to 400 total entries, so you're going to have to get involved right away. And once again, uh, for those of you that kind of want to know the rules in this thing, it's 12 of 20 how it's going to work. The challenge participants, which are you, will choose 12 out of the 20 designated races to handicap and you have to play 
at least one race per track. Five races are going to be offered by Harris Louisiana Downs, which is Thoroughbreds, Indiana Grand, which is Thoroughbreds, Harris Philadelphia, of course, which is Harness, and Harris Hoosier Park, which is Harness. And you have to play at least one race per track. So if you're a Thoroughbred player or probably if you're a Harness player, and chances are if you're listening to this program, you're probably a Harness player. At least for two of those races, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and play the other breed. And I'm not sure if there has ever been – now, don't quote me on it, but I'm not sure that there has ever been a handicapping contested that promotes both breeds like that. And if there has been, certainly not to the extent of this one at least as far as how much money you have a chance to win. I mean, first prize, 20000 second prize, 10000 third place, 1500 fourth place, fourth through 10th place, $500. And the entry fee is only a buck fifty. I mean, for $150, which, you know, a lot of people probably go through in a night at a racetrack anyway. $150 can get you some pretty good money. Still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. And I should say before we wrap up this segment, for more information, all the tracks websites have it, whether you want to go to Harris, Louisiana Downs, or uh, Indiana Grand, or Harris Hoosier Park, or HarrisPhilly.com. Um, it's got all the rules. I know, you know, you certainly like to see it in person because listening to it and seeing it are two different things. So go on to HarrisPhilly.com and uh, go to the racing and click on the $35,000 handicapping challenge. And that'll explain all of it to you. And once again, don't delay. If you're going to participate, make sure you do so on Saturday. Lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Marcus Milander is going to be joining us as we're going to be talking about his three-headed monster, Chimpanzee, Green Shoe, and Green Manalishi. Plus, Montreal Ting's going to be joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about Goldberg. And so we're going to take the next uh, 15, 20 minutes or so and kind of concentrate on the eliminations coming up. Uh, on Saturday at Pocono for their big day next Saturday. And uh, tell you what, it's a great, great day of racing. Elims, first things first, coming up Saturday. We'll talk to Marcus Milander about his three-headed monster next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bud America and the USTA. Back in a moment. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is bigger than folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit harrishoosierpark.com for more info. 
Windbag Farm of New York is proud to introduce Boston Red Rocks Courtly Choice at Mets Hall to the 2019 Stallion lineup. Boston Red Rocks, the two-year-old Colt Pacer of the Year in 2015 and a Breeders' Crown Champion. Courtly Choice of the 2018 Meadowlands Pace and Little Brown Jug winner at Mets Hall on the 2018 Simcoe Stakes and Dwight Memorial and was the runner-up of the 2018 Hambletonian. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Every dream has a start, and this one is ours. To trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat.
We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Embed America. Mike Bozich flying solo. Still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Montrell Teague will be joining us in just a couple of moments. But first, let's talk to one of the new trainers extraordinaire, I would say, in the sport of harness racing, especially in the, with the Toronto concerned Marcus Milander joining the program. Marcus, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Doing fantastic, and let's be honest, who's doing better than you right now, my friend? I mean, you've got three uh, probably of the best trotters going right now is, as far as the Hamiltonian hunt is concerned. One of them, of course, is a trotter that has just turned everybody's heads and made everybody's jaw drops over the last uh, month or so, and that's a horse by the name of Green Shoe, and we'll be seeing him in action in the uh, Earl Beal eliminations coming up on Saturday. First of all, talk a little bit about Green Shoe. Talk a little bit about how you got him and uh, how this horse has developed for you. Well, uh, Andrew Strom uh, bought him at uh, the Lexington sale, uh, and uh, it was a kind of expensive early, you know, it cost 330000 Uh But then he showed a lot of potential right away. Uh, he trained down great. And, I mean, his first paper race, it was, I think, June 1st or June 2nd. You know, he went 55 in a piece. And uh, he, he was just, he was a really fast horse. But then he got a little problem behind the gate, got very anxious. And he made a couple of breaks. But still, he, he won two out of four races. And... Uh, he showed a lot, a lot of speed and talent already last year, so we knew we had a good horse. But then he ran into some allergies problem and uh, so on. But I think that was good for the horse. You know, he uh, he, uh, he he didn't he, he got a, you know two tough races first in the Peter Houghton after a break and then in the Kentucky Sour Stakes. So uh, he uh, it was good for him. He got the time off and then we could prepare him for this year. We talk about the development between two and three, and there's a lot of not only physical development that go on, that goes on with a racehorse, but also mental development, as you were talking about as a two-year-old. He was getting a little anxious behind the starting gate, and a lot of times, you know, that's that's mental, and ho- that's just, you know, horses being horses, and they, they kind of like humans, they have to kind of grow up and learn. Tell us about Green Shoes' development between two and three. Oh, really good. You know, he he's really been more mature, and he respects uh, – both me and, and Brian Moore, uh, when he's on the racetrack, uh, here at home, he's very calm and uh, relaxed, and he, he gets better and better for every time we bring him into the racetrack as well. So I'll just hope he continues to, to behave, and uh, we'll probably up for a good year with him. Let's talk about the uh, two wins so far here in 2019, both in New Jersey Sire Stakes action at the Meadowlands. The first race as a three-year-old goes 51-2, and two, turns a lot of heads, and then the very next start turned even more heads, going 50-2, and two, winning by six lengths, 20 cents on the dollar. Brian Sears, of course, the regular driver of Green Shoe. What, what, is, uh, what does Brian say about the horse? What he gets off the horse and, and talks to you, what does he say? Is he like, man, this is unbelievable? Ah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he he's like he says, he's got a lot of speed, you know, probably he has an out of gear, he just don't want to put it in yet, you know, he's he's almost too fast for himself, uh, he he got so much speed uh, that, you know, he's like a pacer, you know, he got a, when we trained him down, he, he uh, we trained with the Green Malishi and Chimpanzee, some good horses, you know, and he just, they couldn't keep up with him. He he just got some speed that 
you know other trotter doesn't have so he he's uh yeah he's just really fast let's talk a little bit about the uh, earl beal elimination coming up it's race 12 on saturday at the downs at mohegan sun pocono it's a relatively short field you've got a field of six but there is some competition austerics a very nice horse he's won three of four i uh, just come i believe one fifth of a second away here last week of uh, setting a track record here at harris philadelphia you've got a couple of other good horses in there goes down south reign of honor starting to come into his own so you know this uh this will be uh you know he's got some tough competition here for green shoe yeah it's a nice horse there you know i was really impressed by austrick there at the chester the, the other week and uh no it, it's some good horses for sure uh I think if my horse just behaves himself, I'll think definitely he's the best one. But uh, it's horse racing, right? So I mean, you can't know for sure. But I'll—I uh, I think I have the best horse. So I just hope he behave behave himself, and uh, then then I think he should have a good shot in there. He he was really good in his qualifier up there. He behaved very good, and uh, I, I couldn't be more happy with him going into the race. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Breeders' Crown champ from a year ago, Jim Panzi, coming off of a qualifier at 153-4 and four back on the 15th of June at the Meadowlands. Tell us a little bit about him. Tell us a little bit how he's feeling and uh, how he's uh, how he's doing. He's doing great. You know, he uh, the plan was to start a little bit in the New York Star Stakes, and uh, then uh, he won the Empire Breeders' Year, but then... It was, you know, Monticello and Buffalo, and I didn't want to bring him there. So he got a little bit off here, you know, three, three, almost four weeks. He's going to race on Tuesday at Yonkers. And uh, he's only been racing one time this year. It's uh, Maybe it should have been one more time, but the elimination for the Empire British were, you know, was just eight or nine horses in the race. So there was no elimination. So that's why he's only been having one start. But he's going to race at Yonkers on Tuesday. Uh, we were very happy with his qualifier on, on Saturday. He went that mile very good. Uh, looked very good. So, yeah, he's he's getting there. He's getting in form. And, uh, yeah, we cannot be more happy with him at the moment. Green Man Alishi's uh, another horse. This time he's making his first start of 2019 after a very successful two-year-old campaign. Five wins, five seconds, over $500,000. Obviously, this is another trotter that you've got to be very happy with. Tell us about uh, how he's coming. And he'll be in action, by the way, Saturday, too, in uh, one of the eliminations of the Earl Beal in the second race. Tell us a little bit about how he's coming into his three-year-old season. I've, he trained down really, really good, and then he was very good in his first qualifier there in, in early May when won in 54, and then he ran into some problems, uh, but uh, then we fixed those, and uh, he was really good in, in his qualifier when Timmy drove him two weeks back, so he, uh, yeah, he <coughs> put a lot of put a lot of training into him all all winter and, and spring here so I'll, I'll think may, he's not 100 percent in form but he'll he'll be he'll be very good on saturday as well uh he, he's a really nice horse he really growed a lot uh, during the winter and built a lot of muscle so I'll, I'll think he have a really good season and i think he's he's ready to go here even if it's just his first start but uh he's uh, well prepared and uh i'll think he'd do a good race all right, so uh, two of the three horses will be in action coming up on Saturday for the eliminations at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Marcus, listen, we always talk about the you know as of late the the three headed monster that you got and and uh, 
I don't know. Is it how is it managing these three Toronto's? I mean, as far as like where to put them. I mean, it's it's you know trying to make different owners happy. Sometimes it's got to be a little tough, especially when you have three Toronto's that talented. I guess it's a good problem to have, though, huh? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm actually very happy. You know, there are three different states horses. You know, like Green Shoe, he was in New Jersey Star Stakes. Greenman Alicia was at uh, Pennsylvania Star Stakes and Chimpanzees in New York Star Stakes. So at least here in the beginning of the year, we could split them up a little bit. Uh, of course, they'll they'll face together each other later in the season. And Greenman Alicia and Greenshoe may be in the final next week if they make the final. Uh, but at least here in the beginning of the year, I'm very happy that I can, you know, go different directions with with all three of them. So, and uh, but like I said, they'll they'll all face each other. Uh, the whole season later, maybe not Greenman Alicia so much. He's probably going to Sweden after. We, you know, of course, we're aiming for the Hambo right. with him. But after that, he got a really big race in Sweden the end of September. So he'll probably go to Sweden after the Hambo if everything goes right. Uh, that's uh, that's his plan. So, yeah. Marcus, uh, let's talk about uh, maybe some of the two-year-olds that you've got. I had a chance to see some of the baby races here at Harris, Philadelphia on on uh, Tuesday, rather. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like a new crop. It's that time of year again where the two-year-olds start to uh, play a little bit of a role. Tell us about some of the two-year-olds that you got and who we could look forward to. We had a really nice uh, horses last uh, Saturday at Madeline, especially the Colts were were really impressive. Uh, got some nice fillers as well. So, but we got uh, we had a few winners during the baby races. Uh, expectations, Capricornus, uh, Maester Eamon, uh, Helben Faram. It, it, it's some really nice colts. Uh, Phyllis, uh, Bellerina Dolce, just one or both baby races. Uh, yeah, we got definitely got some nice horses coming uh, into their two-year-old season. So, yeah, I can't be more happy where I am right now. All right, one of the biggest rising stars in the sport of harness racing, a name you better get used to because you're going to hear a lot of it over the next uh, probably couple decades or so, Marcus Melander. Marcus, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck come Saturday. And uh, listen, we'll definitely see you on Hamiltonian Day, my friend. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. All right, that was trainer. And the driver, Marcus Melander, and what a three-headed monster that he has. And it's going to be interesting to see them progress during the season. But a little bit of uh, breaking news, maybe. Green Manalishi heading to Sweden after the uh, Hamiltonian for a big race there. So we certainly want to keep an eye on him. But, boy, how impressive has Greenshoe been. And, you know, you talk about speed, okay? And, 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 and you know, the, the question always comes up, well, how much faster – can the standard bread go? You know, it wasn't all that long ago where a pacer, not even talking about a trotter, but it wasn't all that long ago where a two-minute mile was a big deal. was a big deal. And now you've got horses going 150, 151, 152 on a regular basis. And it's not even a rarity anymore to see the 150 mark broken. So you ask yourself, how much faster can the Pacers go? I mean, always be Mickey with the 146. You know, and you still see your good shares of 48s and 47s, 49s. But I mean, how much faster can a Pacer go? 
But the trotter, I think, especially over the last five years, has really caught up to speed. Because here you, you I mean, 152. Or, or, one, or one, excuse me, one, 151, 152, 150 now for trotters. It's amazing. It's amazing how fast these horses are nowadays. But it's nonetheless, uh, it's going to be very interesting and fun to watch the three-headed monster of trader Marcus Melander. It's going to be very interesting to watch Marcus develop throughout his career. Because it seems like at a very young age that he is already kind of taken the, the trotting world by storm. So we'll see coming up on Saturday, eliminations for Sunstakes uh, Saturday, which are next Saturday at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. This Saturday, our eliminations, and we're going to continue to talk about those races. We've got Montreal Teague and the on-deck circle. We're going to talk a little Goldberg, talk a little lather up. As well, you've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. A short timeout. We'll come back with Montreal Teague. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. That's right. You can find Post Time with Mike and Mike on all of those platforms. And uh, listen, if uh, you caught this show late and you want to hear the archive, you can do so on the Bet America Radio Network. So proud to be part of the Bet America Radio Network. Had a, have, a, have a super partnership with them. Gosh, I think three years now we've been a part of the Bet America Radio Network, and uh, they're just wonderful, wonderful people to work with. Right now we're joined by Montrell Teague. Montrell, welcome to the program, man. It's been a minute. How are you? I'm good. How about you guys? Doing fantastic. Well, listen, let's talk about a couple of your horses that you've got coming up on Saturday uh, in the uh, eliminations uh, for Sunstakes Saturday, which, of course, is next Saturday. But first, let's talk, Montrell, about a little horse named Goldberg. And I love what he races here at Harris, Philadelphia, because I always have fun with his name because, of course, of the the wrestler Goldberg. But uh, nonetheless, uh, he's been performing well. He enters the uh, Max Semp elimination as the five to two morning line favorite. Give us your thoughts on how he's kind of developed as a racehorse so far. So far, so good. Uh, I didn't know how exactly how he's going to come back off the sickness at uh, in Canada when I had to scratch him out of the Metro. But uh, then he comes back and he trains down well, wins the final at Delaware, and 
he's been good ever since. And now he's had nine starts so far in his three-year-old campaign, uh, four starts as a two-year-old. We talked to uh, Marcus, and you know, we talked to a lot of different trainers and drivers about that important development between two and three. How has Goldberg developed from two to three, in your opinion? I think he's got a little bit better, a little bit faster, a uh, little bit smarter, uh, and he's not as he, he was. He wasn't a lame horse, but he was. He got cold sore pretty. Pretty easy uh, as a two-year-old. This year, I'm still keeping up on maintenance and stuff like that, but he's not as bad. Now he's coming off of two very, very strong wins, uh, two open-length victories, uh, both of them at Harrington Raceway. One in an overnight event back on May 27th, the other in the Delaware Standard Bread Breeders Fund uh, back on June 10th. These were very uh, easy wins. Tell us about those particular wins, and obviously he's seeing a little bit better of competition coming up in the max Sem, but tell us about those wins and, and maybe how uh, those could be big confidence builders going into a, a new group, a better group of horses. It's definitely got the confidence on a half mile track anyway. But yeah. uh, in the first one, I, I raced him the first time and went at 52 last corner, about 27. The first time I knew I was going to get a week off before the Delaware stakes. So I want to get a good, good trip out of him and see how he got around a half and just uh schedule for, the events that's going to soon to come. Then in the Delaware elimination, he was same thing. It started raining. I was actually going to take him back, but it started raining and it kind of hindered my, um, my thoughts. I didn't really want to get all that mud in my face. And I just took the easy <laughs> route and just went right back to the front. Well, I'll tell you what, a couple of starts back, 152 at Harrington. And for those of you uh, that are familiar with Harrington, that is moving over that racetrack. That is not playing around. And uh, he comes into uh, comes into the veal, or the, excuse me, the Max Sempt as the uh, the elimination is the 5-2 to two favorite. There's some other good horses in that race. Hurricane Emperor, obviously, is a is a pretty nice horse. And Highland Beach Lover, you draw the rail at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. And, you know, talking to a lot of drivers over a 5-8 mile, of a track, uh, you know, at, at the Downs uh, at Mohegan Sun Pocono and here at Harris Philly, sometimes the rail could be a little tricky. Yeah, I, I figured that out too. Uh, not you, when right when you see the rail, you kind of think that you have an advantage, but it worked out as a disadvantage. And I can actually bring up the same thing at Tioga with Lather Up the last time. Had right. the rail, and I thought I was going to be in a good position, but they were around me within like five steps. But um, having the rail, I mean, it, it, it's better than having a nine hole there. So I'm not going to complain. And uh, either way, I'll just be up close and figure it out by then. Let's talk a little bit about Lather Ump. He's in the elimination in race number 10, the Ben Franklin uh, field of eight. Uh, obviously you're going up against uh, the old reliables, uh, including McWicked who will be starting right next to you. But you know what? McWicked uh, maybe a little bit of a chink in the armor last time as uh, he finished uh, kind of a tiring third when he made a move at Jimmy Freight in the Mohawk Gold Cup. And uh, Jimmy Freight kind of put him away. But listen, Lather Up's a very talented horse. Uh, you know, we, we We've seen it time and time again. He's a very fast horse. He draws post two. Tell us a little bit about how Lather Up's coming into this one. He's coming in good. I was very happy with the uh, with the way he raced last time. It wasn't the ideal trip. Same thing I was, as I was saying with the rail. It kind of put me in a bad position instead of a good one. But uh, he he was game as long. Right when I got out of the last turn and I straightened up again, he just took off again like he was just starting out of the gate, starting gate, like he usually does. But uh, you never know. Mick Wicked, he he's he's a great one. So I, he's yeah. definitely old reliable and he's, you always got to look out for him. 
No question about it. Springsteen also in that race, starting from the rail, making his first start of 2019. You've got Thorsadero, Hanover, Max Jackpot, Me So Fast, Filibuster, Hanover, Whitaker. The, the, listen, the older pacing ranks are uh, always more entertaining, but it's kind of interesting now, uh, Montrell, because you've got a fresh new group of four-year-olds that, uh, and we just saw one with Jimmy Freight in the Mohawk Old Cup that uh, may give McWicket a, a run for his money this year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good uh, good group of age horses that has, has to go against the four-year-olds, and it just builds up to even better racing. I mean, that's that's what we definitely need, and I'm just glad everybody came back instead of going to stud, and that we can always do that in the in the long run, but I'm glad we got racing now. All right, so that's your action coming up on Saturday. Uh, both Goldberg and Latherup will be at action. Montreal, we, we have to ask you before we let you go because uh, everybody wants to know about the people's horse, wiggle it, jiggle it. I mean, uh, you know, listen, when he won the Invitational here a couple of years ago, I don't think I've ever seen more people in the winner's circle at Harris, Philadelphia. I think they're still straggling down there right now as I take a look down there. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> can you give us an update? How's, how's wiggle it doing? He's doing very well. I uh, I don't really get to see him every day, but every time I do see him, he's jogging. So I think that is just taking it easy on him, just letting him come back at at, at his own uh, his own timing. So uh, there's no rush on him. If he comes back, he does. If it doesn't work, then you know he's made uh, he made enough people proud, and he definitely made my uh, adventure a great one. Yeah, no question. I mean, I don't know if I've seen. You know, and all the great horses over the last couple of years, I don't know if I've ever seen, at least in, in you know, and I'm kind of new generation. I mean, I haven't been around the business for 40 or 50 years like a lot, like, you know, a lot of people. But, you know, I, at least in my time, I don't think that I have seen a bigger people's horse than Wiggle It Jiggle I mean, he has made so many fans, not only here in the States, but in Canada. And it was, it was so great to see all those people heading down to the winner's circle at Harris Philly when Wiggle It Jiggle broke the track record. It was just, it was just an unbelievable thing. And, you know, listen, I'm with you. I mean, you know what, if he comes back, that's fine. But if he don't, you know what, he supplied enough memories for a lot of people that uh, I think nobody's ever going to forget. But listen, Montreal, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Best of luck to you come Saturday in the Alims, and uh, maybe we'll see you in the finals next week. Well, I'm sure we will at some point, but uh, hopefully we'll see you in the finals next Saturday, my friend. Thank you. Fingers crossed. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. That was Montreal Teague, and uh, yeah. Wiggle it, jiggle it. Uh, there was an article, and I can't remember who wrote it. It was it was out a couple of weeks ago about uh, uh, about Wiggles and uh, interview with Clyde Francis and, you know, He's kind of just jogging at his own pace. Will he or won't he come back to the races? If he does, he like Montrell says, if he does, he does, he doesn't. Listen, he supplied a lot of people with some memories that are going to last a lifetime, no question about it. We're going to wrap this thing up. Coming up next, you've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. So appreciative of you joining us here today, and we'll wrap it up when we come back. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more, starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is bigger than folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit harrishoosierpark.com for more info. 
Diamondback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. All right, well, special thanks to our guests, Rick Moore, Tony Shado, Marcus Meadlander, and Montreal Team for joining us. Most importantly, special thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in to another edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. We'll be back next Thursday with another great show. Post Time is 1030. On behalf of Mike Carter and everybody here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, we'll see you next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.